It's the second edition, the second episode of Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. <laughs> no, we're, we're stopping the uh, the fanfare. Do you remember back in the day people used to put tracing paper over a comb? Yes. Was that, that was like a way of doing, uh, you know, trombone, wasn't it? I would say back in the day, things that we used to do loads, and I don't think any kids do these days, uh, tracing paper over a comb. Yep. Um, and then the other thing, I bet kids in school these days don't vibrate rulers on the side of desks. The game's gone. The game has gone. Kids listening to this right now, when was the last time a grandparent made you a paper hat or a paper boat. The game's gone. This is The Daily Takeaway. There is a big air of excitement in the studio tonight. Uh, we've been talking about it. It's a long time coming, but finally it is the night uh, of our board game Bonanza, thanks to Asthma Day UK, Catan, Ticket to Ride Europe, Double, Dixit, all games uh, that we are playing uh, tonight uh, with uh, the listeners that have won their way to uh, have tables at our special event this evening. You're doing spot prizes. I am. I've also taken... Do you remember a while back uh, we had a, a little team night out and we played Ticket to Ride Europe? Yep. Uh, and after a couple of hours when I started winning the game, everyone had to fold up and go home. I took a picture of the board that night. Oh, you're not. And I'm, I'm going to reset it up <laughs> how it was. And we're continuing that game. And I'm going to get that win. Also dipping into a famous Grandmaster's chess game <laughs> by 1971 and replaying it. Uh, so he's doing uh, spot prizes. I'm doing an indie disco as well. So it's going to be good fun. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll give you the full debrief tomorrow on the show. But obviously it's going to be brilliant. People playing board games. I, as you all know, I'm, I'm a bit of a board game nerd. Play mm. a lot of board games. The weird thing is, with me I never win never ever win useless I'm a joke amongst our little group that I'm always the worst at playing these things even though I probably love them the most I intend to win the game that I took the picture of from a few months back he won't let it go <laughs> but in any competitive thing I'm always quite useless and we'll have winners and losers in these games tonight when we play Catan Ticket to Ride etc but I'd, lo- I'd, I'd love to have a medal for something have you ever won a, like a medal or a trophy I remember we used to go to uh, one of my best friends Richard Sainsbury used to go to his house in Torquay and there's, he had like three or four brothers and sisters and they they were all brilliant at gymnastics and their mantelpiece at home was just full of trophies and medals from winning things and I remember in our house absolutely nothing between me and my brother 11 years old and it's been barren since then school football team finally are a junior school we won the, uh, the, the town cup oh that's good as an 11 year old I was the goalkeeper Nothing since. That's it. Me. I've Nothing nev- to my name. I've never won a medal, trophy, or anything. I, I, it's a huge hole in my heart. It really is. Nothing. Literally nothing. Wow. Isn't that unbelievable? Wow. And I support Everton. <laughs> what a life I'm having. <laughs> so look, we just want to make make this into the, the thing we're going to talk about first hour of the show tonight. It's giving you a chance to boast in many ways. Yeah. What have you won a trophy or a medal for? And if you've still got them from ages ago, even better. Doesn't matter how small it is, no. because one of us has won nothing. I'm not trying to have a go here. No, no, it's fine. It's you know, it's fine. Like, if you've won anything, it doesn't matter, it's going to be better than Bush, so tell us about it. A couple of people are mentioning swimming. Now, obviously, I, I've done the thing where I've gone to a really grim 1970s pool and jumped in and rescued a, a rubber brick in me pyjamas yeah. and, and got a... I got like a thing for doing a certain distance. Yeah. Is that a, is that a trophy or I a medal? Think, I think if it's if it's something that your mum has to stitch onto a towel or a, a pair of swimming pants or something, that's not a medal. Damn, because I was going to then mention some of my Cub Scout badges, but again, no. they're stitched on. No, no, that's no, not going to work. Count. No, don't count. So get in touch tonight, right? If you can boast about it. If you've won a medal or a trophy for anything, we want to hear from you this evening. No surprise uh, that uh, the home time audience is quite a collaboration of winners. Uh, yes. Mark has very proudly sent us a picture of his 2019 Monte Carlo or Bust Finishers medal. I've actually just noticed that it says finisher. It's not winner. So I'm a little bit disappointed I've let that through on a technicality. In which case, like most people who do like a half marathon or whatever could get a medal for just like... Oh, they do though, don't they? They do, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get your little medal, any little gold cape sitting on the bus. Uh, Kifri 
Jeffrey says ticket to ride. Incidentally, I am the resident champion of my house. Fair play. Uh, Tom Knight has sent us a tweet with a photograph of. I think he's got nine or ten medals there for cycling. Fantastic. He's got more medals than Colin Powell. Wow. Uh, now Reese is hanging on. This 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 gentleman has uh, won a cycling event. Reese, tell us what it is. We do a thing called uh, Tour de Nuits. Um, it's like the Tour de France, but round new Abbot King Staten. <laughs> round new Abbot. We go, go from pub to pub, and it gets more right. and more reckless. Right. Okay. That's so cool. On. You're not even cycling. No, of course not. No. Oh, mate. <laughs> wow. So it's just a big pub crawl that you've you've aligned with the Tour de France. Are you wearing lycra or anything at all, or not? Uh, we usually have a theme like fancy dress. My my year, I won it. Um, it was uh, space theme. We did Mexican theme, that sort of thing. So, yeah. Reese, I don't want to pour scorn on what you're claiming that you've won, but if there's no cycling involved, how do you then become the winner? Uh, it's best dressed. Fantastic. Right, so you've won a fancy dress concept. Do you, do you have a trophy for it that you actually award to each other? Yeah, it's um, it's uh, basically a tractor on a on a plaque, uh, and it says Tour de Newt's. Amazing. Um, and yeah. <laughs> As someone who grew up in Brixham, myself in Devon, if you want a, a snapshot of what Devon life is, a tractor on a on a, pla- on a little plaque there. It's an amazing thing. Pete in Swindon says, I won a gold medal in a swimming competition. I swam 25 metres in 13 seconds. Ooh. I was 11 at the time. Takes me a lot longer to swim that now. Can you do, right, can you do proper diving in swimming? You know when people roll and dive in like in the proper swimming? I learnt to swim as an adult about 10 years ago now. Oh, did you? It's a no from me. It's also a no from me. <laughs> uh, Oggy says, uh, here's a photo, he's tweeted it, a, a medal, a photo of the medal for my last race, a 500 kilometre non-stop trek through the Ardennes forest on the Legends Trail. Wow. He says, that's me on the right with an American, a Frenchman and a Spaniard, all on the German border. Great sport. That's how World War II started, isn't it? Wow. We've got George on the line right now. George, mate, uh, cheers for phoning in. What medal did you win? I won gold in 2018 for long distance axling. <laughs> I wasn't wow. expecting that. Wow. Gold, a gold medal, an actual gold medal. Yes, uh, we're, um, it's for the knife and axe throwing competitions we do. One of the events is a long distance axe throw. All right, and how do you get uh, into axe throwing? How does someone start that? Uh, my son went to do some airsoft and things, and knife and axe throwing were right next door. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> I can imagine the health and safety for getting an event like this on is, is quite something. <laughs> It's not too bad, to be honest with you, because um, our record in the UK, we've had no accidents. We are That's actually... Good. And uh, what, what, is the, what is your record? It's uh, 25.6 metres. It's like The Witcher. If you've played the video game The Witcher, you are The Witcher. Where are you from? Um, I'm from Leeds. Leeds equivalent of The Witcher. The Leeds Witcher. <laughs> they call it the nickname of Mr Cole. Why is this not in the Olympics? It needs to be in the Olympics, doesn't it? Because oh, governing bodies and stuff like that, there's no real governing body in Britain. Well, let's get one sorted out. I mean, Richie and I, we can learn. Yeah. Recruit us. And like he says, there's been no accidents. Uh, no accidents. You guys are down London, aren't you? Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Essex. Yeah, well, we'll get Essex on there. We'll backyard get. Backyard throwers. Essex backyard uh, throwers? Sounds like a, yeah. a dodgy organisation. <laughs> No, 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 they've, uh, they've, they've been on the uh, one show and everything. They're uh, good set of Oh, well, uh, yeah, cool. Good to speak to you, man, and congratulations on the gold medal. Uh, thank you. Uh, Christine says, I'm 48. I've never won a thing in my life either. I was just saying earlier on, I've never won anything. The world needs people like us. It only take, It's only with us losers that we can also have winners. I'm happy just to see others happy. That is a very, very nice sentiment. Mother Teresa over there. Good <laughs> on you. <laughs> uh, right, Kelly's got a bit of a special one here. Tell us, Kelly. So my husband is probably about 15 years years ago now um my husband's a builder and he was just plonked in town in his van and 
he came home from work, didn't really say much, and then went, oh, yeah, by the way, <laughs> there was a robbery in town today, and um, we caught the guys running out, and he sat on him to until the police arrived, and, like, nothing had happened at all. <laughs> Amazing. So, yeah, so he, um, so he was sitting there just minding his own business, probably having a cup of tea in his van or whatever, yeah, just having yeah, a sunny. He pulled up outside the jewellers, and there was a big commotion. And um, yeah, as these guys come running out, wow, what so, a hero! Um, so Kelly, I don't want to be daft here. He's done an amazing thing, but this is about things that you've won. What has he won? Uh, yeah, so he won a police commendation award. So he had oh. to go and meet with a police commissioner and there was like a, a ceremony and um, he's got a certificate which is buried in a box somewhere. He doesn't ever really... He's like, yeah, he's it's, like not, a, it's not a hung up pride of place or anything like that. He's like a builder Bruce Wayne. Do you know what I mean? He's fighting crime. <laughs> Commissioner Gordon's him shaking his hands. <laughs> Kelly, there's been different times in my life when I've been heavier and thought I probably could sit on some kind of burglar. Would you, your your husband? He's, I mean, not, he's not the biggest of guys, no. <laughs> if you were going to sit on a burglar, right? Yeah. This is a hypothetical situation. Yeah. Would you like to sit on him like uh, on top of the burglar's bum or would you like lie out and spread your weight across the whole burglar? What, what would you do, Richie? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd like to think that I I would sit on his face. Would you really? I, I don't know if I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's uh, it's almost like a little treat for the burglar there. In the middle of a busy town centre, it's probably just best that I just, I'd sit on him. <laughs> OK, that's good. Well, I'm glad we've all uh, put our cards on the table with that particular hypothetical situation. Let's go a song on. <laughs> I regret my comment. Uh, Emma said, get this, two for one here, right? Uh-huh. Imagine this situation. I once won a holiday to Dublin, courtesy of a Worcester commercial radio station. I never took it. What? <laughs> Imagine winning something and just sending it back. I bet she had to, like, touch the truck or something in the shopping centre. <laughs> but then she goes on, and uh, I mean, her taste has got better. She says, I also won an absolute 80s Rubik's Cube. I happily took this. It has pride of place on my desk. Do you know, as someone who obviously does a show on Absolute Radio 90s, I'm a bit, like, jealous of the fact that Absolute 80s has got the Rubik's Cube thing. Better decade. Well, what are we going to do with that? What are we going to have? Better decade. Bottle of poppers or something. <laughs> Liz says uh, she won uh, a competition to do with crabs. Blakeney in Northwick had an annual crab catching competition. Her and her sister entered whilst on holiday in the early 90s. She said, I had the most crabs, so I got the trophy. Trophy for the year. We'll leave that one there. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Yesterday, uh, for the first one, we were we were talking about something and uh, we've, we've had a lot of correspondence on it. Do you remember I was telling you about an iron brew pie? This is ridiculous because it must be a typo because <laughs> iron brew can't be a pie flavour. Uh, it was uh, somebody who had actually gone to the lengths of having their favourite cafe done as a tattoo uh, because they wanted to win uh, a supply of iron brew pie. And we were speculating. We didn't have the answer at the time. Uh-huh. As to if you, if you have pie, we talked about, you know, you get the, uh, the Guinness and steak pie, lovely pie. All the classics. What would be the other ingredients that would go... You just can't have a pie that's swimming in iron brew. It just doesn't work. Uh, um, we've got tweets. I've got the answer. You don't know what this is yet. I just thought I'd let, let you know. Okay, this is like a little bit like saying, uh, what is the best type of unicorn? <laughs> They're all <laughs> mythical creatures. No, this is an actual thing. The iron brew pie contains 
chicken and haggis cooked in a delicious iron brew sauce. Well, it's like you're trying to distill as many Scottish things as you can in one go. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like Biffy Clyro and a pie. If I could get it on delivery right now in the centre of Soho, I would absolutely do it. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. I was just going to say, right, planned content is so overrated. You know, knowing where you're going, we, we, we laugh in the face of, of having a, a clear roadmap through the final part of the show. That's why we like to do this. It's the Tuesday Tombola. Anything could happen. There it is. Wooden Tombola. It's not a sound effect. It's actually a thing. It's for real. Do you know what? The hatch has landed right at the top tonight. It's very, very rarely that happens. does that. Yeah. Normally, gravity is sort of at the bottom, then you have to do sort of like a secondary sort of like reach around turn and then get the ball out. And Thanks for getting that phrase into this evening's show. Right. 28, ball 28. There's something living in my house. Oh, my words. <laughs> Just when you thought this show couldn't get any weirder this evening, this is great. So it's like... Uh, I weirdly overheard someone talking the other day about um, they've got, like, mice in their wall. There was a woman a couple of seats behind me on the train was telling their friends, because I tend to over-listen, overhear people's conversations on the train, uh, and she was saying she's got mice rattling around in the wall of their house. When we had work done a year ago, I'm going to sound such an idiot here, I didn't realise that, like, walls aren't really walls. How do you mean? Well, like, walls have holes in them, don't they? I mean, like gaps and stuff. Yeah, like uh, cavities, I think they're called in the train. What, what do you think it was just full of, like, like I just thought it was like a wall. I just, honestly, if I was making a wall, I'd just do, like, a row of bricks. Wow. So you must you must really freak out if anyone has plasterboard or anything like that. <laughs> Why is that? It's like something out of a science fiction movie. But you could have something living in it. You That's could have anything thing. in there. If, you've got, if you're sat there tonight listening to the show and you're sat near a wall, God knows what's in there. But you knew about walls, right? I, I was, yeah. Okay, I got I, the email. <laughs> Anyway, this is uh, by the by. You know, the g- girls get the, the chat at school, and then I think us fellas get the chat about walls. That's what yeah, happens. That's true. So, there's something living in my house. Ball 28. I think it was 28. I've put it back in the thing now. <laughs> Ball 28. There's something living in my house. Do you have a story that would go loosely with that as a topic? If you do, we really need to hear from you because that's the rest of the show. Uh, Tracy says, I have silverfish in my electric cupboard. Isn't that the bloke off Neighbours? <laughs> That's toadfish. Oh, toadfish, right. I thought he was going to be quite noisy in there, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. oh, Going and saying rack off all the time. That made me laugh more than it should have done. It's that um, time of the evening. I'll let you off. Uh, <laughs> Gary says, I used to be a letting agent. We moved a tenant into a property. About a month later, he complained about noises in the loft and money going missing. Turns out the previous tenant had cut a key <gasps> and was living in the loft. Oh, that's the kind of stuff we want. That sounds like a Channel 5 Whoa. documentary. What about that? We've got Mark on the line. Mark, what happened? What was living in your house? My brother bought a house in Essex. And um, he, when he moved into the place, his neighbour said to him that he's converted his loft to keep uh, reptiles up there. And there was a discussion that went on and he didn't think nothing about it. About six weeks later, when my brother completed on the house, um, I went with him to move in. Um, and he decided to go up with the loft and have a little look and see if it was clear and stuff. And as he opened the loft hatch, curled up at the top of the loft was a snake. No! Oh. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> my, my brother fell off the ladder. Um, he, he jumped back. Um, he fell off the ladder. I caught him as he was falling down the stairs. It's like Scooby-Doo. Um, <laughs> and it turned out that it was dead. Uh, but what happened was this snake had escaped from the, the loft next door 
uh, and found its way through like the party wall brickwork oh. and curled up there and trying to get some heat and died on top of the loft hatch. What are the chances of it escaping from the, the house next door? It's like some kind of reptile terrace. It is, yeah, just like was, going from house to house. We, we, we went round there and knocked on this guy's door and said, look, what's going on? How many steaks you got up there? We went up there and it was something like out of Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> was, honestly, there was hundreds of these things in there. <laughs> Yeah, I think he moved about uh, 18 months later. Boy, we had some crazies on tonight. And we're ready for another. Helen, tell us, what did you have in your house? Our cat brought a mouse in, and instead of killing the mouse, they lost it, and then it ran up the Christmas tree. Wow. And my husband husband felt it kept fed its cat biscuits for two days. Wowee. So it's a terrible line. So that you, your cat brought a mouse in, the mouse uh, escaped and ran up the Christmas tree, first place to go, in it for refuge. <laughs> it's a bit like Julian Assange being in the Ecuadorian embassy. And then you fed it biscuits. And then what happened? Did it, was the mouse all fine in the end? He was. He was released back into the, the garden, um, much to the cat's disappointment. Uh, can I just ask, how popular was your husband for feeding the mouse cat biscuits for two days? He was very unpopular, and people, he was doing work calls, like Zoom meetings, and he had to keep pausing them and say, just let me go feed the mouse some more biscuits, and he'd run off and feed the cat some biscuits. Oh, it's like a little mate when you're working from home, it's a little tiny cartoon mate. <laughs> you live in Tom and Jerry, that's what's going on. Yes. <laughs> As a side topic, there's been a lot of discussion about um, how thick walls are in uh-huh. uh, houses. Some of us uh, didn't necessarily appreciate that. I'm definitely one of those. <laughs> Fergus says, I don't have anything living in my walls that I know of, but my walls are very thin, so thin that whilst I'm splashing around in the bath, I can hear my neighbours splashing around in their bath. It's a little awkward, to say the least. I love that. It's like synchronised swimming. Amazing thing. What a treat. Grant lined up uh, with another. Grant, what happened? Well, I was at work one day and my wife Eve rang me to say there was a bird under this old bath. <laughs> a bird under your bath? Yeah, uh, we got through one of these invisible holes that somebody doesn't know anything about, yeah? See, this is, this is the kind of side story of this evening. Richie, earlier on, was saying he didn't realise that walls were hollow and no, had gaps in them. I had no idea. Now you're, you're phoning in saying that there's holes in our houses that animals can get into that we didn't even realise. Yeah, it must have come through a tiny hole, got underneath the bath and went absolutely mad. You would do, though, wouldn't you? So how did you, how did you rescue a bird from underneath a bath? Well, because I'm an expert on these things, I told my wife to uh, <laughs> take the bath panel off and take out both cats upstairs. <laughs> Always take precautions. Uh, um, the window's open. I said to open the window. Oh, good, yeah. good. That's just, so <laughs> the bird did get out the window at the encouragement of the cats. We, we think so. One of the cats is just so lazy, didn't bother, and the other one then got equally, you know, uh, mad as the bird and uh, frightened the thing out. We guess because it, it's not there anymore. Fantastic. What an amazing. So it's a happy ending to the story. So yeah. the, the bird escapes. I hope so, yeah. Grant is Terry Nutkins and MacGyver all rolled into one. God bless him. <laughs> There's something living in my house. That's not me saying. This is what we want you to get in touch with. And we've had some beauties. Uh, it sounds more like Julius Caesar sending in the lines after that poor bird that was flapping around in the bath. Is uh, a text there from uh, Rob. Just feedback from the uh, story we had from the gentleman earlier. He kind of sicked them on them, didn't he? <laughs> he did, really. Sick them. But then, final word on it from uh, Chris uh, in Barton under Needwood. Uh, this is quite nice. I was woken up one summer's night by a flapping bird behind the curtains as I'd got the top window open. Thought it was a bird, got in, 
pulled open the curtain, it was a little pipistrelli bat. I managed to cup it in my hands and put it out of the window and it flew off into the night. Good on him. No offence to bats, however. Ugliest creatures in the world. (laughs) Hands down, ugliest creatures. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. I tell you what, two days into half term, I have come to the uh, opinion that nursery staff earn every single penny of what they are paid. Oh, my goodness. It's hard work, isn't it? I had a it's sense when I uh, got on the train at lunchtime today to come in uh, to do the show this afternoon, when I sat down, I, I honestly felt like I'd been walloped by a bus. Yeah, it's knackering. How many dens did I make today? Uh, three dens, Yeah. Uh, different rooms in the house, same big quilt uh, for the den. Yeah. Uh, we had an invisible dinosaur that was running around the house, uh, which was being coaxed out of different rooms by leaving out some Warburton's crumpets. We. Uh, what did I do this morning? I, I uh, went to a pretend coffee shop. I also bought pretend pizza as well. <laughs> a lot of pretend stuff going on. Had to pay in pretend money also. So, nursery stuff. Bush and I... We support you, we love you, we salute you. You do a great job. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. I found I got chicken wings uh, for dinner. Oh, you're okay. Was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, was good. it was good. I enjoyed it. And when I sat there eating it, I was thinking to myself, whatever, whatever happened to potato skins? Right, chicken wings been a little bit of a you yeah. know a side, a main, been around for a long, long time. Yeah. Uh, but potato skins back in the nineties, I would be ordering potato skins everywhere I went. Used to love potato skins. So if I say potato skins out loud, like potato skins, it's not like Candyman. It's not going to turn up. But potato skins, potato skins, potato skins. I can almost hear the clack of a bowling ball. Yeah, I'm in a bowling alley. Yeah, exactly. It's a bowling alley, isn't it? You could have been in uh, a bowling alley. Uh, you could have been in a, a Frankie and Benny's. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe could've... someone's skating up to you to serve you, <laughs> something like that, and you have to exactly. put up with their patter and just, mate, just give us the pint. I'm going to put you on the spot. I've done that already <laughs> in the show today. Where are you going for potato skins right now in 2022? I, uh, my only place, I would think, is um, what are TGI Fridays doing? <laughs> have they got it there? <laughs> we need to investigate. <laughs> I'm thinking now that's the only place that could still be serving them. You know the way they've got um, staff with doing jokes with loads of badges on, silly hats? <laughs> Surely that's that's the place you're going to get potato skins. However, I've got the menu up. I've don't, just, I'm sorry, man. I've don't. just been to the appetizers sides bit. Uh, they've not got them. They've got cheese nachos, barbecue beans nachos, wings, whatever. No. Oh, hold on a minute. Hold on oh, a minute. Hold on oh, a minute. Oh, How bad of me? Oh, what? I've just completely ignored the sidebar here of the menu. Fridays loaded potato skins. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Wonderful results. Sorry for doubting you. TGI Fridays. So much communique regarding potato skins, and it lifts my spirit. Um, it's on the menu at my dad's 70th in a couple of weeks' time, says Tony. Good on him. Uh, Nick the Unit. What a great name. My local cafe in North Devon does them beautifully loaded with cheddar cheese and bacon. Um, and then somebody else says here, uh, Patrick, uh, it's basically potato peel. Also, regarding chicken wings, chickens haven't flown for millions of years. What is your problem, mate? What's his name? Patrick. Patrick, wind your neck in, Patrick. Uh, I'm sure if you check out the Absolute Radio socials tonight, you will see us uh, updating what's going on at our board game bonanza that we're about to hot foot it to. I've got the picture of that board game from when we played a few months ago. We're going to reset it. I'm going to win that game because you closed the board up just as I was closing in on a win. Nightmare competitive uncle that comes around and ruins Christmas. That's Richie Firth. This is the Daily Takeaway. Genuine question from the beginning of uh, the episode uh, tonight. Do you think kids actually still have rulers? 
Because everything's going to be on tablet and like laptop and MacBook and all that these days. I don't think rulers are going to be a thing. Well, it depends. The, the time when I used to get the ruler and all that kind of stuff, do you remember the, the scary list of things you had to buy for maths? Yes. So it was like ruler, protractor, that kind of spiky, horrible thing. Was that protractor? Or was that a compass? That's a compass. What was a protractor? The protractor was for measuring angles. Like a, like a right angle. Producer Nick is doing uh, um, some hand symbols. You can talk, you can talk. Shout it. It's like a sort of semicircular to measure the angle of... That's it, semicircular thing. And then, of course, the uh, scientific calculator. Yeah. Which cost you loads of money. Yeah. It came in a plastic case that you, of course, engraved your name on with the compass. <laughs> and you didn't, you didn't use 99% <laughs> of the buttons. Now, you engraved your scientific calculator with the compass. Yeah, 100%. Ask, or we were Tipex writers. But people can scrub that off. If that gets nicked by someone, they can respray that, like in Grand Theft Auto, have it back out the door. We were such you. southern softies. <laughs>